right. Welcome, everybody, to the No Means No Thing, No Means Nothing podcast, episode 17 already, for fuck's sake. Wow. Hard to believe. Uh, 17. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan. I'm Matthew. I'm Michelle. And together we form some sort of ridiculous No Means No Voltron. Uh, So... Uh, we're going to regale you with some, uh, once again, amazing fucking songs. But before we do that, oh, well, form the chest. <laughs> and uh, Michelle has no idea what we're Shape talking about. of <laughs> Wonder Twins. Or orange juice. Activate. Uh, so we, you know the drill, everybody. Grab what you got out of your fridge, your coolers, your sidecars, whatever the fuck you got. And uh, let's see what we got going on. I'm boring as usual right now. I'm going to drink this till it's fucking gone. The Amarnia. Yeah. Oh, lovely, lovely. Yeah. And uh, ooh, it smells so good, too. Fuck, I love that smell. I'm All right, gonna Michelle. I'm going to get some of that just to have some maybe someday. Maybe I'll have one of those with you. Yeah, you, it's do good. Do you think I'll you get plastered? It. Do you think I'd get yes. plastered? <laughs> yeah, if you drink too much. It's good in, like, you know, drink a little. Oh, see, anything. I don't sip shit. I, I like, I down. Well, take it and do a quick. shot. Like, I usually, I, I sip it for this podcast, but the way I really enjoy this is, like, one or two just shots. It tastes, it feels great. But I'm not. Then I'd be done on the. Yeah, but then you're like you're you're like no 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 one shot one shot of this does not get me shit faced and I'm a lightweight so take that for what it's worth. Faced, I don't like that. No. Um, Speaking of shit faced, I got I brought another Irish Death. I saved it from the from the singles bin at the Trader Joe's. Is that one? Is is that like super alcohol? Like got a big content in that fucker? What's the content? It's got seven point eight percent alcohol. That's not so bad. Oh, it is. I mean, it's a lot, but it is like. Guinness is very low, so seven. Yeah, Guinness is four or something. Four point two, and this is seven point eight, so it's a lot. But Twice I really do death. love this beer. <laughs> yeah. So it's drinking two Guinnesses, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, all yeah. right. Yeah. Worse. All right. Although I'd so rather drink two Guinnesses. <laughs> I do like this beer, so That's I'm gonna right. have some more Irish Death. Sweet, crack it open in the mic for me. Nice. Oh, I did it over here. I don't know if you heard. That's all right. Oh yeah. I'll pour it in the mic. Loud and clear. Oh shit! I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> No, when you pour Guinness, you're supposed to just I dunk know. it in there. And this, if you don't put it at this an is, angle, this you're is, going to get too much fuzz. I'm this kidding. is ASMR for no means no fans, for sure. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Oh, God. I'll never mm. be a, I'll never be a yep. bartender. Well, All that's, right. that's, well, that's what a pity. Yeah. All right, well, Matthew, um, what the fuck you got on deck? Let's well, play our game. Before, before I talk about beer, I just wanted to say, because I'm always talking about synesthesia and how uh, no means no. It's just kind of a cool little story. I was picking um, berries from, do you guys know what Oregon grape is? Mm-mm. It's not a grape. It grows in the forest. Um, anyway, I decided to make jam out of it because uh, one of my Oregon grape bushes uh, made a lot of fruit. So um, it has an interesting flavor. And both Lisa and I um, independently said oh i don't know it's hard to hard to describe it doesn't have the words it's it's a green it's a green flavor <laughs> and and individually we both sort of said the same thing and i said it to somebody else and uh, who agreed and she said the force that through the green fuse drives the flower oh which nice. is a quote from a dylan thomas poem and i just thought it was such a, and she listens to the podcast so i just said you know masha yeah that's 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 exactly how they taste <laughs> wow well then get the hints i'm doubly serious get the hints to the green knight right fucking way because talk yeah, about yeah. synesthesia and green that shit is goes deep anyway uh all righty all right hey okay, i'm gonna so. do it's not easy being green there, yeah. there's, there's there's my green to it 
Hi ho. Okay, well, I, I have more, but um, these are the first cold beers I've had in a while because our fridge has been on the blink. I think oh. it might still be on the blink, but it's oh. not very on the blink anymore. Um, so I actually have cold beer. It is perspiring. I'm happy about that. Um, so uh, tonight I have this one, the SOB Stiff Jab Pale <laughs> oh Ale from Souk Oceanside Brewery. SOB. Uh, so that's a very oh, sort of okay. be- beery beer, I would so say. Um, Some mama. I've got from Moon Underwater the Mango Island Salt and Cardamom Sour. Oh, come on, no. Aha, yes. Too many and, words uh, in that title. Yeah. Yeah. And um, ah. I've also I've also got this one that uh, Michelle's not going to be too fond of. I think it's a, oh. it's the um, but you see it's it's the coconut lime sorbet sour. Oh, that is for sure the beer for tonight. That is but. for sure the beer. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Pour it out. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. My this is God. it. We got to win a win a chicken dinner. You got to stop before uh, we get uh, DCA or whatever they call it. Shit. Yeah. That's the beer. That's the one. Right. Do it. Crack it open. Oh God. Crack it open. I was waiting for that one. You know what? I, it really would <laughs> be worth it for food. us. It really would be worth it for us to record these openings or the, these podcasts just for these fucking openings, <laughs> just so people can see how fucking nerdy we are. Um, Stupid and silly and funny. It well, is. It you is gotta funny. you gotta take a sip of that shit. I'm not moving forward till we oh, get the good report. Good luck. Oh, it's a big one. Look at it. it's another big. That's not a sip. Hmm. That's very tasty. It Ooh. doesn't taste like beer at all. It is tastes it, is like it, um. Is there a lot of coconut in that fucker? Like, can oh, you really? No, 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 Because that's what gross. What's in there? That's what gross the fuck out of me. I think uh, ginger, ginger ale and beer is a shandy, or like lemonade and beer. It tastes like lemonade and beer. Um, Ooh, all right, it's good. It's good. Nice. I like it. It's refreshing. refreshing. It's fucking day. hot today, and we have like a red sun from stupid forest fires. So right. fuck oh, yeah, fuck. Fuck drinking chewy beer right now. Yep. Right, yep. Right, refreshing. Right. Take yeah. yourself to an island paradise. And speaking of island paradises, I don't know why I said that because none of our songs have anything to do with island paradise. <laughs> do you have oh, an audio? I should also say it's from, from Fieldhouse Brewery in uh, Abbotsford. So. Very nice. A uh, little right. shout out. Uh, Les, we, expect ca- we expect cases of that shipped to each of us post haste. Thank you. Yeah. Um, oh, and I did say um, at, at the VT liquor store, um, I mentioned the podcast and it was a very punk aesthetic on the, uh, the cashier. And I'm like, I'm going to guarantee that you know who no means no are. And she's like, there's nobody in the store. And, you know, uh, and she's like, oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely. I'm like, oh, you need to you need to listen. I buy I buy the beer for this bit we do at the beginning of a podcast about no means no. She's like, I'm giving you a discount. Oh, <laughs> snap. Yep. Shout out to you, listener. If you're okay. listening yeah. to this podcast, once you finally make your way to this episode three months from now. BT wow. uh, liquor store, Broadway and uh, <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> Unofficial sponsors of our favorite bit on the show. Fantastic. (laughs) Very, very, very good. All right, everyone. Well, I hope you also have something interesting or at least something that you like. I'm probably, well, I can't guarantee it's not as interesting as what Matthew just cracked open, but I hope someone out there has got something wild and crazy. And we've got some wild and crazy matchups for you. Uh, Four of them, in fact. Well, two matchups, four songs. And uh, our first one is going to come your way momentarily. We've got... These two coming up against each other. I can see the entrance entering the arena on one side from the mid period. We have 
Land of the Living from, why do they call me Mr. Happy? 1993. And then from the way back, the way back, Stop It, You Kill Me, 1985. I believe the first set of songs that had Andy on the mix. That's what, uh, well, so Andy may correct me on that, but that was, uh, that's what Mr. Mr. Wiki told me. So, ah, yeah, I got to know that on uh, the tape and the CD. So I, I didn't know that yeah, Stop yeah. It was specifically on, on You Kill Me and not on, uh, not on yep. Sex Mind. So that's yep. cool. That's awesome. Yep. yep. All right. So we're going to start with um, Land of the Living, which is, I, to me, I mean, this album is like the fulcrum, right? It's kind of seated right. I know it's not really right in the middle, but it's that not well, Andy era, not Tom era. It's just right in the middle. So we're going to start with that and let's hear a little bit of it before we hear what Matthew wants to tell us about this song. So here we go. There are those who are silent Yet who talk all of the time Their faces never really show The way their quiet footsteps go kind of the fulcrum isn't it because i mean it's the first song on the first album after andy was no longer in the band so um yeah uh lovely song um the keys uh, i love i think i'm i think i'm sure this is like john john arranged this one i mean because mm. the keys are him obviously but yeah it's, it's very orchestral and band geekish in some ways so uh i have a feeling like maybe um john kind of came up into the treble area a little more um which is pretty awesome. Um, yeah, the keys are lovely. They follow the bass. Um, I love, there's so many soft and loud bits, crescendo and decrescendo. Um, yeah, the uh, howling part, not my favorite. <laughs> and I don't really like the falsetto. Woo! All that much either. <laughs> <laughs> but great growls um, and noises coming out, of, coming out of Rob on that. Um, I think it's a song about uh falseness you know people who don't let on or have ulterior motives that kind of what are they hiding and uh don't i guess uh, rob or the protagonist that rob is inhabiting um just is sort of exhorting people to be real and he doesn't have any time for people who aren't um no phonies no phonies yeah so um some more stuff about the music um man, if you want to walk uh with the loud keyboard bangs so very so good. crazy like yeah Creepy. percussive keyboard um the bass drum beat in the quiet verses um is almost the same as from body bag which is cool oh nice uh, pick I, i'm gonna have to listen to that again 
Yeah. Do, 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 do. Um, ah. Yeah. In terms of the lyrics, um, I wouldn't give a sin is what it said in the lyrics online. And I actually went and got the lyric sheet because I always thought it was I wouldn't give a cent. But it's I wouldn't give a sin. Yeah, That's which is another one of his little his, yeah. his little turns of phrase. Huh. Yeah, totally. Wait, just a whole, a, just just a second yeah. about the lyric sheet though. Fuck you, Rob. Like I went on the internet all over oh the internet finding lyrics all over the internet finding lyrics for this. Great. They're all, they're on there. They didn't she couldn't understand some like they couldn't understand some of them. So I also went and found my lyric sheet. Shit's incomplete. So, like it's missing, missing the last the lo- it's missing a line at the fucking end. It's and oh, then it's he missing. Doesn't have to give you it's everything it's now, missing does the he? last whole fucking verse for God's sake. So anyways, something sorry. something feet of clay yeah, on yeah, shifting yeah. sand. sand yeah, yeah. But then the yeah. whole last verse isn't on there anyway, which is easier to understand. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Just pissed me yeah. off. Yeah. Um yeah, it got cut from the lyric sheet that I, I'd written that in as well. Um I love the piano bits in the final chorus and sort of uh, there's some production choices with like the knobs turning and some feedback and um, like just, I guess, current sound. I don't know how to describe it, but uh, yeah. And the guitar um, is, is like an alarm Hmm. parts of it. Yeah. Great song. Um, uh, Maybe not one of my favorites off that album, but uh, certainly a good starter for sure. A good amuse-bouche. Amuse bush, nice. All right. Uh, what amuse bush? Yeah, yeah. You know, like a, here, here little... it is again. You guys are talking Swahili. I don't yep, know what you're exactly. saying. That is no, it's French. Swahili. It's French, Michelle. Amuse bush. Amuse. No, I mean Swahili. Like no, not a not a. I don't a, understand. Not a moose's bush. Not a moose's bush. <laughs> this is not a Canadian saying. <laughs> amuse bush. Oh, right. it's amuse bush. Uh, bush. Yeah. All right, I'm up. All right, so first of all, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta disagree with you on the whoops and the. I love every one of fucking Rob's little <laughs> exclamations. I just, he's having so much fucking fun. I'm right there with him. I love it. But um, all it's of like it, fake the growls or something. Sorta, it's all over yeah. the place, and I love it. This has got to be one of the more. I has this is not a this is not meant to be denigrating because I love this song. It's one of the more mellow openings to a No Means No album. Uh, kind of, yeah. You know, like it's not, it's it's not hard. This is not a hardcore song. I mean, it gets it gets there are some hardcore parts, but it's not really necessarily a hardcore song, which is interesting considering what we're putting it up against. Yeah, it's not very dark. No, of. there's not. Really um, but it's, it's I I love the song. I think it's fucking great. I think this is a classic. I but I love this whole album. I think front to back, this is it's just a I don't know. It's it's of a. It's of another fucking level, but so I really love this song. And yeah, it's a, this much like you said, Matthew. This is a song about shit that people have to hide, or or, or people that hide uh, that sort of um, inauthenticity. I, I think yeah. it contains like one of the great true no means no aphorisms that you know someone might get fucking tattooed on themselves. My allegiance is to those who are alive, those who wear it on their sleeve, and do not run and do not hide. Right? Like that's a that's a saying of Rob. That's like yeah, man. That's like distillation of a lot. Of what you try to say in a bunch of fucking, uh, a bunch of fucking songs. And isn't a, a tattoo that covers your whole arm? Isn't that a sleeve too? So exactly, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. He? Like, put it there, be, put it there. There's pretty. one. There you go. There's one. <laughs> um, yes. And and what I love about it too, as with uh, many of the, you know, Rob does this a lot. He's not. He's he. he he, the narrator, right? It does feel like a personal song in a certain respect. Respect, like uh, many of his songs are on some level. Um. 
he, he's not putting himself outside of this sense of inauthenticity. This is someone who's living in that world and, and doesn't want to be and trying to break out, but is also someone who's riding on the backs of everybody else, right? This, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, they want to be in the land of the living, but we're all not. We're all in this land of the dead where we're just wearing this, these masks where, you know, we're, we're, it's at once calling out the soul-sucking nature of conformity, but there's also this great alternate call to really expose those hidden parts of ourselves, those, those fears, you know, and he's very explicit talking about, you know, what's that ugly se- secret you cherish in your heart? What's the truth you can't stand? It, it reminds me of that saying that sort of weird her- heretical Gnostic gospel saying I brought up during Slade of, uh, you know, if you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. And if you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. I feel that a lot in this song. So since that, like, mm-hmm. if you don't, if, if you're just covering it up and you're hiding and never showing anything authentic, then you're just dead. You're, you're, a, you're a dead soul as it were. And there's this real call to just pull off all those fucking masks and join the land of the living. But, mm-hmm. but we're not, we're all, we're all not, we're all zombies. We're all fucking dead. Uh, and I think the person singing the song is the same way. And they're, they're wanting to escape that much like, you know, the person singing metronome, whatever. There's this, this is a recurring theme that comes in a lot of things. Uh, but I think John, I think Rob's really staccato, you know, staccato delivery of this, it really works for me. <laughs> I really, yeah, I fucking yeah, love it. Totally I do cool. think, I do think John wrote probably a lot of this. I love the keys in this. I think they're mm-hmm. fucking great. I love that they opened this album with a song with keys on it, which is, I mean, clearly because, yeah, know, a lot of keys. For, a lot of keys. For and, the, you know, they're both, they're, they're both pulling more weight. Rob's, pulling pulling guitar weight so he's probably like john fucking come on pull some extra baggage get some keys on this shit right Um, let's make this impossible to play live that's right (laughs) um although it kicked ass live it was great i never they didn't have the Mm -hmm. keys but it was fucking great i don't remember what tom did during it but well the guitar parts clearly but um great you know kudos to rob for the guitar it's great work it's mostly just mirroring what's happening in the on the bass line to some degree or, or or doing some fill in the background although that the end part that you highlighted matthew is fucking great where it's just real screechy it does kind of feel like a siren a siren or just i don't know something else peeking in from a from another realm um it's really good and you know it's i think we say all the time it's really easy to say wow john is so good but everybody listening <laughs> to this everybody listening to this just stop go listen to this song and just isolate listen to the fucking drums it's not mm-hmm. a song that you might normally go like oh yeah john's really fucking great in the song he's really fucking great in this song it's fucking nuts especially during the uh, the the choruses and you know the verses are a little bit more straight but the choruses he's fucking right. out of, he's all it's, it's fucking insane from he's another going cray. he's, he's going, going cray. cray it's it's fucking fucking amazing yep. so yep. yeah no i i think this is i think this song distills a lot of what no means no tries to say in a lot of other songs and says it really well rob's in fine form i love it i think this is a really well mature no means mm-hmm. no song i love mature. it sure yeah all right, Strangey, what's up? Barrel aged. I don't think we've ever used that word before, mature. Probably not. Interesting. No. Well, enough. we don't relate to it. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. All right, this is a tremendous, catchy song. There's plenty of places where there's lots of snarly lyrics, so the woven music patterns can shine. And like you guys said, I'm wondering if this is another piece written by John that was initially composed on a piano. It sure sounds like it. Mm. While there's lots of musical repetition with the bass line and drums, it still keeps my interest up and has a small, steady growth. It gets more angsty and more intense. 
Rob sounds fantastic singing this, and his high screams kill me. So I'm another fan, another scream yes. fan here. Yep, yep. I especially like the. Uh, you'll be proud of me here. So here's a lyric I'm gonna I'm gonna say: There are those who are silent yet who talk all of the time. Part. So I, I don't good. know what that. Oh, it, it starts out with a minor chord that's followed by a diminished chord, and I love that whole section and how it snarls into a cool and creepy landscape fantastic piece with tons of attitude and intrigue nice yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that keyboard that keyboard part where you were talking about where he's got the the major key then the minor diminish yeah. on the keys oh so good so yeah. good yeah. great cool. use of keys great fun. Yeah. I, I i love listening to you guys talk about this stuff because i'm i am i've been listening to this song for well whatever since the last time we recorded two weeks <laughs> the car is mostly what i listen to um and now I will go back and listen to more things about the song that I had not noticed. So, ditto, ditto. It's yeah, fucking yeah. great, right? I'm finding if there's no diminishing returns on listening to these songs again and again. That's what I'm finding. Like the more I listen to them, the more I hear you guys talk about them, the more I fucking love them. It's it's pretty great. Not every band would be like that. So hats off to, the, I guess that's why we're doing a fucking podcast about them. Well, it's cool. I had a friend this weekend tell me like she knows of the band and knows me very well and decided to listen to the podcast just to, you know, hear her friend on the podcast. And she doesn't listen to the same, the music the same way I do or that we do. She listens to it as a whole. So she mm. gets really interested in how we dissect it and what mm. parts are brought out. And, you know, after you hear the music Part that you play Jordan later on it it's, it's just kind of cool and I don't know I just think she has an appreciation for how how we're dissecting things and taking it apart and critiquing everything because that's cool nice cool. well let's cool. let's let's throw another body on the table for dissection as yeah. much as it's looking up yeah. into our eyes pleadingly screaming stop it as we bring the scalpel down towards its face <laughs> and oh. chest oh. let's let's pause the pocket let's just stop it for a second and listen to uh a little bit of this song. Without a doubt, the part that I just chose to play has that fucking opening scream. So you better play. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. I got you. I got oh. you, fam. Uh, Matthew, hit us. Yeah, first thing I wrote starts with an Andy scream. Yep. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Something like yeah. That. This is one of those rare no means no songs where. Um, I mean, I know they're entirely in control, but it's almost like they're they've tapped into some other dimension of like 
powerful force, dark force of oh, some God. kind. And they're just able to keep a rein on it. Um, just kind of tapping it and, and riding that sandworm or whatever. It's uh, <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the skipping drum beat with the tom fills at the beginning. Um, the bass reminds me of like a, a growling animal that does not want to wake up and you do not want it to wake up. Oh, I like that. Um, the bass right. ascending scale, like um, I don't know if that's an arpeggio or just a scale. No, but it's, it's a uh, chromatic. It's it's all chromatic. Okay, chromatics, but yes. changing changing chords. Yeah, or no, something. No, it's just going up chromatically. Okay. And then anyway. it goes to a different key, but it's it's lots of chromatics. It's just so fucking relentless, though. Yeah. And that um, going going up is in in kind of dark chaotic music uh, just uh, ascending anything uh, is kind of unusual and i think that's uh, one of the things that really makes me um i guess again with the, the skipping drum beat it's, it's a very very kinetic song um yeah andy's tone changes as he's uh, singing sometimes he's breathless sometimes he's growling um towards the end there are some rests like little silent bits oh i can't i can't fathom this how they just stop like that <laughs> little empty bits in uh, in Nomi's No are another like Andy so screams good. and like the little empty bits are my favorite bits the little nothing bits in yep <laughs> Nomi's No the nothing they, is something they show you how fucking tight the band is and how they can just yeah, yeah, stop yeah. on a dime oh my yeah. god yeah and um subject matter I mean it's it's really somebody who's about to lose his shit I think somebody who's had enough um and it reminds me so much of uh, kids that I worked with, especially, um, you know, really, 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 um, kids who have difficulty with socializing and everything like that. And, uh, um, people, kids with, with autism, um, where I don't like, I don't like what you're doing. Um, they're about to explode. So upset that they're not fully articulate. And I, uh, I relate to that. Totally. I lose my, uh, lose my tongue when I'm, uh, when I'm stressed out, I can't put my words together. And so totally, totally relate to the song. It's always been one of my favorites on this album. Um, yeah, it's, it's never, never a skipper, usually a repeater, um, mm. man, the double snare hit when he's going, leave me alone. Oh, um, it, it just, yeah, it reminds me of ways that I've felt, <laughs> um, yeah, the breakdown with the guitar, um, crazies, but still with the ascending bass, um, yeah, and I guess a little more stoppy, stompy towards the end, um, chaotic noise as they wrap it up and uh, stop it oh. oh yeah fantastic song um maybe one of their punkier ones if you were gonna pigeonhole them this one might be a little closer to that but even so um just the musicianship and the drumming and the the incredible fucking tightness of this song um being that it sounds so chaotic um, such controlled chaos right um, um, yeah, to, to, if you were really going to, I think, show musicianship, especially for the early stuff to, um, you know, a musician who hadn't heard them before, I'd probably like point them, point them to this one just right, for what, nice. what can be done. Yeah. Mm. So I'm, I'm going to jump right in because I, I, everything you said is right fucking on point. And to carry off that exact point, what I would say about this song, like last week, we last episode, we talked about Obsessed, right? Which is brilliant musically but it's a calliope right like it doesn't it, and it has a feeling behind it but this one has that musicianship but it has that other part of no means no was which is the distillation 
of a raw, visceral feeling that we've all had to some degree or another, some of us more than others. So it doesn't, it combines musicianship with that raw fury and passion that these mm-hmm. guys can exhibit so well. So I think it's a, no one would want to compare it, but I, I think it's a better distillation, like you had said, than something like Obsessed in terms of musicianship, which is a prog masterpiece. But this is like, it's both musically amazing, but really conveys that that sense of how they can convey a feeling so yeah. tightly in music and delivery and lyrics and everything else. And it's also, it's still pretty stripped down in a lot of ways. Yeah. And very repetitive in yeah. other ways. Right. And, yeah. and, 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 and a narrow band, like there aren't, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of their songs that are so that take a, a narrow band of human existence and just fucking nail it and, and make you feel it right. There's so many other oh. songs that are so expansive and go so deep. This one takes a really narrow band of experience and just says, no, I'm going to fucking distill this for you right here perfectly. So fuck you. Right, everybody, right everybody's face. been in that situation. Exactly. That person just and pleading saying, you know, um, I don't like you and I don't exactly. like what you're doing. And this is, <laughs> so why don't you just don't it's just, easy. Just, just stop don't. it. <laughs> And yeah. and this song's brilliant for that. And I love the fact that you go from mama to this. Like this is like what kind of fucking evolution is that? Right? right? It's yeah. fucking yep. crazy. And I'm sure part of that is, or maybe a big part is Andy coming in. And, and let's talk about Andy for a minute. We're all gonna say it. We all talked about it beforehand. That scream, fucking shit. Give me a break. Yes. Holy shit. But he is he's the master of sass. He's the folk master fucking sass. sultan of shade. He's the sheik of shriek. <laughs> This guy is like this. The, the, yeah. the, the shake of shriek. The attitude. Yeah. The attitude this guy can put forward in a song is unfucking parallel. And for him to come out so early in No Means No's catalog yeah. with this level of of performance is it's just fucking unreal. It's unreal. Oh, the, the, the fuck here of fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's nice. The fuck here of fuck you. I love it. The shake of shriek and. Oh, so man. about the baseline really quick, what I felt like there's a cut, they do this a couple of times, but this almost sounds like a, a, I mean, it's ridiculous to say slowed down, but a little bit of slowed down of dance of the headless bourgeoisie. It almost feels like a similar, similar chromatic scale hmm. of dance of the headless, but just much slower, but it's that same sort of upward constant upward thing. But made, it made me feel, made me feel like there's this, first of all, it's this up, like you talk about Matthew, which is fucking right on point. The fact that it's always ascending just always makes it feel like it's uh, escalating, like it's coming to a head, but right. it, it never gets there to the end, right? That keeps it going. It's like that illusion of a barber's pole. It always looks like it's moving up. This is the mm-hmm. same scale over and over, but it always feels like it's ascending because of that. You it's also that, want to say lurching, but it's way too fast to be it's lurching. It's way too fast. It's, it's, like, yeah. it's, the or, it's the oral, the the audio version of that optical illusion of an, of an increasing spiral that's really just going round and round. It's the same thing every time. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. feel that way. It's all, it feels like it's always going <laughs> going up and up and up and it's just with Andy's delivery behind it it's just like fuck by the end of it you're just exhausted listening to the song in the best way it's cathartic mm-hmm. right it's one of their songs that lets you experience that emotion in such a direct real way oh, that you yeah. don't have to I mean, try that it's cathartic was, you feel like fuck I, I, I got to release some shit just listening to this you know I had to be careful I was driving around as I do yeah. um, oh, yeah. the good sounds of I had to be careful not to be like limit. start getting aggressive or drive quickly or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah and you know I'll get to, on the guitar it, this is Andy in full brilliance of showing how unlike most guitar he's not trying to put in put in like fancy fills and shit Ain't like that he is, crap. He, 
he is no. texturing it in this brilliant way that just plays this angular kind of fucking great shit underneath this repetitive baseline that constantly feel like it's moving up. It's just mwah, mwah, super chef's kiss to this shit. This is fantastic early no means no of the highest order. So there, there I go. That's all I got to say. How about you, Michelle? God, I wish we could listen to this while we're talking, because I'll tell you, <laughs> I, I, I would go just complete ape shit. Look, I did, I did another googly eyes on the paper. Googly eyes on the paper. The beginning of this, what in the hell? The use of relentless chromatics in this song is just astounding. Like music going up the stairs, and it's creeping, and it's creeping. And Rob's playing the same thing, but it just goes up a little bit, a little bit. You're like turning up the the... The heat on the fucking stove. And they keep inching up as the lyrics get more anxious. This piece is another fantastic example of the precision this band has with equal attitude of a a disturbance. Now, look, I don't realize, I I don't understand what I just read here. And I was listening to it and writing it. So just just forget what I just said, because I don't even know what I just wrote. Fucking made sense to me. me, Yeah, that was great. Oh no. yeah, hundred percent. That was Evil fucking great. Attitude of, of a disturbance. I don't know. Maybe my prepositional phrase was you're, wrong. Hey, hey, Michelle. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> yeah. You're you're saying fucking poetry, and it's beautiful. It's oh, that's what poetry all right, is. I, so I, it doesn't I, have I don't to. Really, don't don't question I, it. Just let well, it come out. That's I was fucking just great. Reading words, and it didn't mean anything to me. It I does mean something. Them, so it's like verbal diarrhea. No, no. All right. I'll continue. John is in the back like a fucking freight train on the loose, and Andy. Jesus H. Christ on the cross, Andy. Oh, my God. His vocal delivery and his guitar work are fucking mind-blowing. Trying to find the words for how magical this is is not easy. This song is so good, and all you can do is stare at the band as they play it because you don't want to miss the shocking delivery. It's perfection that could make me cry, literally. I think I'd cry if I saw this, if I could ever have seen it in my life. I think I would cry. Yeah, I don't uh, remember if I did. I don't remember I, if I did. I, I, I yeah. tell you, I think I would because I just my mouth would be just hanging open, be like, "What the fuck is this?" And and my one of my favorite parts of this song is when Andy he just sounds so so beat down. He's like, "Yeah, I don't like you." Yeah, and I don't like what you're doing. Just just try to say those words and sound as cool. I don't think you can. Like I, he had to. I don't know what he he, he sounds stuffed up or or something. I. The pained lyrics, and then what Rob and John are doing in the background. I, I have no words. Just the song is fucking phenomenal. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Period. Yeah. That's you, how you fucking play a hi hat. You, oh my god. You had lots of words, and they were great. That was one of my favorite of your explications of their fucking oh, yeah? shit. That was that was fantastic. Really? Yeah, that was fantastic. And I agree with that. I don't it. like you. And that, you know, I want to highlight what you're doing. I want to highlight what you said, Matthew, about that part. Like, it's true that that really there's like there's a pathos in that of someone who who's so broken in in their ability trying to get past that feeling that they can't communicate well anymore. And you really feel it. I, I, you know, my 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 son who who suffers from some of this, I I recognize that that feeling of just like you, you can't you can't communicate through that feeling. And it's it's all there. It's all there in that fucking part. Mm. And the fact that they drop yeah. the guitar out during that part and it's mostly just with just a couple of punctuations and it's just the bass going on underneath it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. Fuck oh. me. No, before yeah. I decided not to do a thesis, I was actually going to write one about the disconnection of language uh, as stress goes up. 
Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Everybody can relate to that. Yeah, well here, this is a this is an anthem for that in a, in a lot of ways. Yep. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure most of you out there are either pleased or displeased about what this vote is going to come. I don't think it's it's probably pretty obvious what our votes are going to be, but let's get this on the record. Matthew, why don't you tell me what your vote is for this pairing? This is one of those those unfortunate pairings because I really yeah. love Land of the Living, but uh, Stop It's one of my favorites. I, I'd say probably one of them ones I'd place in the top five, three out of five times. Wow, nice. Um, nice. So yeah, it's got to go to Stop It. Nice. So it, this is this. I, I don't know. Not to com- there's no comparison in the sense of how hard it is for me versus you guys, but this is a really hard one for me because I really, really, really do like land of the living and i do not like putting it up against the song because they're so fucking different first of all oh so different it's really oh. hard it's like <clears throat> fucking apples and oranges i'm like which do i like better i like apples and oranges i don't want to choose which fruit i want this is fucking bullshit but we did it to ourselves so it has to be stop it for me but i just want to say to anyone out there who's pulling their hair out right now i hear you i don't want to put land of the living down into the land of the dead fucking sucks but there it is Strangey, how about you? I think we're pretty uh, clear, but Strangey's gonna vote for Stop It too. But I, I, I hear you guys. This, this, this is painful. But Stop yep. It's just Jesus. Just wait till we get round two and we have to put up, put all our winners up against each know. other. I don't know. You're gonna, gonna, gonna have to find somebody case. else. I'm not gonna add. Oh no! Oh no! You're, my life. Nope. you're not. You're not getting out of this shit. Sorry, you signed on. Oh. Signed the dotted line. Okay. Blood. All right. Well, listen. We we've put through Land of the. No, we didn't. We put through Stop It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, psych uh, and Land of the Living unfortunately went to the Land of the Dead. Land but, of the Lost. But there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's lost. It's not, not it's lost. Land of... Okay, so before we um, head on to the second pairing, we're going to hear a listener recording. And uh, one of our listeners from England, Dan McKee, sent us this great No Means No origin story. And we're going to do something a little different this time. We actually figured out how to, hopefully, knock wood, play this live while we're uh while we're recording the podcast instead of me sticking it in afterwards i will so note- say thank you dan and not thank you gentle listener exactly right. and i want to say also this one's a little bit longer because dan recorded a, a good long one for us so settle back grab your beer uh or beverage of choice water whatever you got and uh let's hear about dan okay so here we go everybody So my name is Dan McKee. Uh, I'm from England. Uh, and my name is no origin story, you know, was when I was a teenager in the 1990s. Um, I had a punk band called Academy Morticians and we were big fans of Dead Kennedys. And so in that sort of youthful, opportunistic way, we sent off a, a copy of our music to Jello Biafra, sort of hoping uh, for a response. And we actually got one. And in his lovely letter back to us, he included a copy of Attack of the Tentacles, the Alternative Tentacles record sampler. And uh, there was loads of stuff on it, you know, bands I hadn't heard before, Alice Donut, uh, you know, Hisanol, uh, Peligro, Tribate, Wesley Willis, and No Means No. Um, and like, we listened to this thing, and there was such weird sounds that we'd never heard. But you know, No Means No's Lost just stuck out for me more than anything else and I listened to that CD so many times and Lost just was constantly the one standout track it was brooding it was apocalyptic and the bass was like nothing I'd ever heard before so I'm the bass player for the band so I was always looking for sort of bass inspiration especially because at times the band was just me and the guitarist so there was two of us and I was always interested in 
bands where the bass was more prominent than it normally is. And um, this was like exactly that, this idea of the bass being a sort of lead instrument almost at times. And just Rob's voice was fantastic and John's drums. I just I just fell in love. Um, and so did my guitarist friend um, in the band. He, a few weeks later, bought Wrong. Um, and we listened to that. In those days, we would always like share duties of buying new albums and, you know, get a copy from our friend and then buy something and they'd copy it from us. And I got the copy of Wrong. And I just, you know, tired of waiting was sort of everything I'd ever wanted in a song. But It's Catching Up became an anthem. I just couldn't stop listening to this album over and over and over again. So I started buying albums, you know, zero plus two equals one. I bought Worldhood of the World as such because that's the album with Lost on it. Although I bought the LP and it's England. And so it didn't have Lost on it. And I bought Why Do They Call Me Mr. Happy? But it's England and the LP. So I didn't get Slowly Melting, Lullaby or I Need You. All of these were treats I found later on on CD releases of the albums. Um, So I had, you know, all kinds of weird, brilliant No Means No to discover. Um, Listening to their old stuff their new stuff and I just they became my band you know something about the bass something about the vocals something about the drums everything spoke to me I didn't really speak to the rest of my band they they didn't love it as much it but it really influenced my playing and my music and just everything even the lyrics made me think more philosophically I was studying a level philosophy at the time I went on to study philosophy at university and I literally took some courses on Hegel and Nietzsche just because of some throwaway banter that no means no had used on stage at times so I just loved what I was hearing and there was no band like it and when Dance of the Headless Bourgeoisie came out it was like you know my first new album of theirs to listen to live when it came out and I couldn't stop playing that album I know it's not everyone's favorite but for me it's always got that special place because I just put that record on listen to the bass listen to the lyrics and just ah it's some of my greatest childhood memories um but I didn't get to see them actually play live until one came out. And that was a revelation in itself. Uh, you know, that was the first time I got someone else in my band to love them as much as I did. Our drummer came to see the show because he was like, who's this band you keep going on about? We went to see them in Derby. And, you know, if you're a drummer and you see John drum, you can't not fall in love with this band. And for me, just watching them, you know, they were old men and the support at that Act were all so much younger and they blew them off the stage you know they played two and a half hours of total energy amazing performance and these young teenage guys like us who had supported them you know i forgot about them by the end of the show they were great and when um you know that i they continued listening to them as i moved around the country um to university in different places saw them all kinds of places in the uk when they toured um but we actually played with the show business giants because of this jello biafra connection you know we went to see jello do a spoken word and he knew the band and we met his uh, promoter at the show and they ended up putting out a record of ours because they ran a label as well but because of that they put on uh, gigs in leeds and show business giants were playing and um they invited us to support sort of support the 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 seven inch that we'd put out so we played with the show business giants in leeds sometime in the late 90s and what i always remember about that gig was how kind you know john and tom were 
John was, of all the drummers we've ever played with in any band, the only drummer who didn't mind us borrowing his drums. You know, these like teenagers who are no one in the world would would say, you can't borrow our drum kit, you've got to bring your own, you know, back line, or you can't use our cymbals and don't hit it very hard and, you know, give our drummer all kinds of dirty looks. We were kids, we, you know, we had no equipment. We literally did the gig in Leeds by getting our mom, our mom, our friend's mom to drive us for three hours to Leeds and back. Um, because neither none of us could drive yet at that time, and so we couldn't bring a drum kit, and we we're a bit nervous about the fact that you know the great John Wright's drum was going to be needed by our drummer, and John was just like, yeah, do what you want, do everything, it's fine, it's all there. Do you need anything else? There's more symbols than this if you need some. Um, you know, he was just so kind, and I always judged every other band we played with against that you know ever since that point meanwhile tom you know what i loved about tom we bought loads of show business giants stuff off him and you know had a few chats and things but years later seeing no means no places he would remember oh yeah you guys are the academy morticians we, we played with you that time and i'd occasionally you know write to him and buy you know more show business giant stuff or whatever and he always remembered um and sort of i just liked that that they never seemed like they were the biggest band in the world to me but they never seemed you know like a big band they just were people doing a great job really thinking and you know they changed my life i currently have a a tattoo currently it's a tattoo it's forever a tattoo you know nonsense is better than no sense at all on my arm because i just think their lyrics are so brilliant and that lyric always just resonated with me from zero plus two equals one and i had an opportunity to get this cartoonist guy do a tattoo with a with some text and he's like what text do you want and i was like Let's just do that. Um, so that's, you know, etched on my skin forever and the band are etched in my heart forever. Uh, no means no, greatest band around. Um, and I probably wouldn't be the person I am today if I hadn't listened to their music. So thanks, Jello Biafra, for uh, sending me that free CD. Thanks, nice. Dan. Thanks, That's Dan. fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Ben. Fucking great. Oh, a true man. brother in arms, right? Yeah, that was a great fucking I set I want to hug the guy and, yeah. and yeah. have a beer with him. And tell him he's my new my new best friend. <laughs> again, again, this is the Seriously. first time that we're listening to the thing that gets played and doesn't get edited afterwards. It's really actually nice to do that. Yeah, yeah. No, we're gonna do it from now on. And I'm sorry that yeah. we couldn't do that for the no, previous I one. Know, they've all been great. But in the past, when I've been listening to them after they've been added in later, like like Sean's and and <laughs> I just always have something to say after that. And the, the, who was a Chuck when he had the cops show up to his house? That's yeah. funny as hell. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just, well, these are just, I love these. So and we'd love to get more of these submissions yeah, from exactly. from all y'all. Um, please send them into uh, no means no thing podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can split them up into the three questions that uh, um, Dan didn't do that, but that's fine. Um, what is your no means no origin story? What does no means no mean to you? And do you have like a, a personal story connected to no means no? If you can split them up, that's great. Um, but uh, if you uh, need any technical help or if you uh, would like us to read what you write, we have a few of those as well, which uh, may be coming up soon. Um, then please let us know and please let us know um, which of us you'd like to read. Um, yeah. So um, thanks again for your submissions. Uh, please keep them coming. Yeah, I mean, hearing your guys' stories that, that you guys are sending in and the stories on, you know, people post on Facebook and shit like that, it just it just reminds me this this band has probably one of the greatest fan bases I've ever encountered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone is so fucking smart and kind and into it. It's just, 
it's amazing. It's amazing. And whatever small yeah. part we can do to, to give people more excuse to, to throw their, to, 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 to express or hear other people express their love of the band. We're all for it. And your voices fucking matter in this. We really want to hear them. Yeah. I love this segment. I love I've, I've known that about the fan base for a really long time. Um, yeah. but, uh, it's, it's definitely a new thing. And when we get the feedback from people, um, that, that we, you know, we just started a podcast, like we're, we're in different cities and shit and, uh, we all do our jobs and I'm in my basement and, uh, to hear that, uh, we are actually helping people who've loved something for years to love it more and in different ways. That is such an incredible and surprising honor. So uh, thank you so much for the feedback. And yep. uh, yeah, it's, it's believe me, it's our pleasure. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. And, and, and speaking of pleasure, oh. we're about to do one that is not a pleasure for me. I mean, it is, oh. but it's not because it's fucking Sophie's choice here. We've got, um, oh. We've got actually what I feel like this whole episode. One of the things I love about it is we've got some really good mix of eras. This is all like every, we've got some really good songs scattered across the entire fucking range of their catalog, which is great. And so for this round two, we are plotting every day I start to ooze off of zero plus two equals one, 1991. God damn it. You got to you got to send that to me so I can put it in my little uh, soundboard here. <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, You're such a dork. Highly appropriate. So every day I start to use 0 plus 2 9 versus Jubilation, one of their last songs off of Tour EP2. Uh, it's Now it's Tour EP2, but that, that Jubilation is the song on the front of the EP or CD, depending on yeah. well, the CD, but whatever, the, the album cover art, the cover art. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2010. All right, so, okay, we're going to start with Every Day I Start to Ooze, but before we go, and Michelle's going to go first, we're going to listen. Oh, oh. Everyone, everyone, melt down in your chairs a little bit, ooze them bits, and let's hear a bit of this ooze. Okay, that's life. That's what I was told anyway. And picking your feet till they bleed may only be the half of it. If every fourth animal in the world is a meal, perhaps every fourth person is a dumb fuck. Listen, listen carefully now, here's the answer. It rhymes with acts. Why it's those personal acts, of course, those personal acts, those suicide packs, those carelessly stored razor blades in the hands of small children. It's my face smeared on the pavement. Michelle, ooze me up. Uh, I kind of forgot I was going first because I, yep, I too needed late. to reread my... Well, all right, I'll just do it. Just wing it. Okay, here we go. Here's our favorite angsty tritone again, making us all uncomfy. I usually count eight beats instead of two measures of fo- measures. I said it just like D. Boone. The measure. Space, the space measure. Uh, instead of two measures of four, but either way, Rob and John put the emphasis on the fourth beat, or just what it seems slightly forward of the fourth beat. 
which is also the second note of the tritone. But I'm, I'm, I'm not even, I can't sing that low. I that think was good. That key. was good. No, no, I didn't get, I didn't get low enough. Yeah, yes, yes, Matthew. Yes, yes. Yep, yep. I can't yeah, sing it. that low. But it's Everyone's the second note of the tritone, So, but but that's what they're putting the emphasis on, the second one of that. And tritones, as as we've heard in other songs of theirs, it's it's a scary thing. Something bad's happening. It's a great groove, groove and vibe. One of the few songs I hone in on some of the juicy lyrics. A few of my favorites, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, a bold plan drawn, by, drawn up by <laughs> assholes to screw morons. And uh, seriously, isn't that just the agenda of, of a bunch of politicians, right? I also like those Joneses. You gotta love them. And the, the, the scream, perhaps you should stop picking at it. You dumb fuck. This is just laced with a ton of one-liners that are just excellent. And I, I, I'm not sure about the disco rip in there. Oh. The, I, well, no. If you like it, hey, no, go for it. I, no, that's good. I, just, I don't mean to. I don't mean to I, yuck your. Well, your no. Shit. I mean, I mean, go it, it. It, it, it goes back into the into the laydown that I really like. So they did a good job, you know, taking that disco break and getting back into the to the real meat of the song. The days of the week, my favorite day of the week is butt ugly. <laughs> All right, nice. that's what I got. That's, that's a hump day. No, <laughs> butt no, no ugly. Day. <laughs> that was that was fucking awesome. And you know, yeah. to your point, I think um, one thing you really highlighted, which which I wouldn't be able to explicate, but fits, fits right in with what I was fucking thinking about this song, is that deal with the tritones. Like, yes. this is one of those songs mm-hmm. where uh, it on on the surface, in some level, it's a real poppy almost fun sort of fucking song, right? Like it's, it's, it's got a great beat. It's sort of got a bit, 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 bit kind of attitude towards <laughs> it, but, but underneath it, it's covered in maggots. Like it's just dark right. and <laughs> fucking bad underneath. This is, this is, I mean, I think Andy mentioned that uh, now it's dark was influenced by blue velvet. This song feels like a blue velvet song to me. This is like all of this banal shit, but then right after the banal bit is a, real fucking open festering wound, right? I mean, we're talking about, you know, up oh, those fucking neighbors. Yeah, they're pulling people's arms off. And I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I actually can't even go through and highlight my favorite lyrics to this song because every fucking line is just golden. It's just juicy. But what do I have to say about these lyrics? They're all fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing, this song. I think this song has the most lyrics of any No Means No song. This takes up like a page and a half of hmm. the lyric sheet. It's nonstop words from start to front, and there's just a shit ton of them. I don't know if there's a, I'm probably wrong, but it feels like one of the songs that has the most words per note for note of any fucking no means no. Uh, oh, I knew it. I knew yeah. you were. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going for that machine. Sprex, Sprex Kajan, indeed. And this is this Sprex is Rob. Joy. This is Rob at the top of his form oh with that Sprex Kajan. Awesome. It's fucking He's so fucking. Amazing. Fucking amazing. This is absolutely one of the classics. Uh, small side note, I always, always, always wanted to fucking, for Halloween, stick a bag on my head and, and you know, and do that whole bit. But I knew no one would ever fucking get it, right? I'm like, God damn it. Uh, you know, bag on my head with the sign that says. You're going to say that every day I start to use, you would, wait, wait. You, yeah, I'd want to, I want that as my. I wanted that as my Halloween costume, but I knew no one would fucking get it. But I, I, I would have thought like, you were the uh, unknown comic if you did that. I know, that. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, no one, no one would have fucking gone. But to, to the point of the disco break, one of the reasons I do love it is because it, 
elevates that whole bit about how this poppy song is is paired with an exposure of just real violence and and brutality you've got this real disco bit and what are they singing they're singing about the colors of blood, blood. and violence and bruises blue, yeah blue and i always it's funny looking at the lyric sheet this time i always thought it was just ooh black and blue and red but it's not it's blue black and blue oh. and red and um what's funny too is those colors if you take them in order are the colors of the sky as it goes through the day so it's like not only the violence of the colors of violence but it's also the colors that the the, the world goes through as it moves through its day. But there's That's that real, cool. there's that real sense of uh, the, this song holds both things in its fist. It holds the banal and the violent and disgusting at the same time. And underneath it, Rob comes out of all of that and just says, none of that fucking matters. What matters Stop is what you picking at it. It's what you do. It's the personal acts. Like there's this just existential line in the sand of like, don't fucking listen to the language. Don't listen to the shit people say. Don't listen to the shit they're telling you. What matters is what you fucking do. And he just says that with this kind of like personal fuck acts. you, these personal acts. And I love the way that I listened to it really carefully this time because I've always thought like, how well does he differentiate the word acts like A-C-T-S with A-X-E, right? Because he does. Oh. He says it's this, you know, whatever. But he does it really fucking well, actually, when you listen to it. He this is a, a fucking Those erotic, carelessly straight st stored razor, razor blades. And the, and I mean, ev every line of it. And I don't know about the rest of you, but you know, we're, we're, I, well, we were coming out of the pandemic. Now maybe we're going back into it. Who fucking knows? But right. every day, like early on in the pandemic, when everyone was like, I don't know what fucking day it is anymore. <laughs> Who cares? My first thing. And I'm sure most no means no fans was like, Oh, well today is uns day. Tomorrow's nuns day. The next day's is <laughs> day. Like I was like, those are my COVID days. That's just the days of ooze. That's what we got. Um, Day. I, I wrote right there. I use those days of the names of the days of the week a lot during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So I know I'm not alone. And then one more little bit of you, Rod, I don't know if I'm the only one like this, but I know, and I can hear this kind of, and I know this is what it says. And this is what it says in the lyric sheet, but I've thought this since the day I heard it. Every time he says, if every fourth person, if every fourth animal in the world is a beetle, then ever, perhaps every fourth person is a dumb fuck, which is a great line. But it doesn't sound like beetle. It sounds like eel. He doesn't say B or T in that fucking word. He says eel. He doesn't say beetle. I know he does, but enunciate, Rob. Just, you know, get your, get your, <laughs> get your consonants out there a little bit. That's always fucking bugged me. Um, this song's just fucking amazing, man. I, I mean, yep. I could I could literally sit here and go line by line and just sort of pick it apart and say why every line is brilliant. But that's nonsense. This song is, it's an absolute classic. And the last thing I'll say about it, in a meta way is I've always loved how this is the fulcrum of the album that this, this album to me feels like two yeah. halves in a way song one and, side two. Yeah. And this is the song that breaks it up and casts you like it, it leads you out of the previous songs and casts you into the remainder. It's perfectly mm. sequenced, perfectly mm. placed. Mm. It's a, it's a pop punk prog fucking in your face masterpiece. Every, all the musicians at the top of their game in this, this is this is a distillation of what makes means no of what makes no means no so fucking good and uh, 12, 12 stars out of four. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right, Matthew. You're left. Yeah, I could quote um basically the entire album uh, word for word. Uh, I don't know if I can do that for any other no means no album, but this particular song, yeah, I know every word. But um when I sat down to actually read them, I'm like what do any of these have to do with each other? <laughs> it's, it's almost like, I mean, I, I kind of get it. Um, but 
it's almost like he was writing down a bunch of like the most quotable possible lines right? <laughs> and then <laughs> decided to, to make a song around them. Yeah. Um, even though they don't, they don't necessarily connect to each other all that obviously at least. Um, yeah. It, it's such a happy sounding song. I think it definitely refers to um, every day I have the blues uh, by BB King. Um Oh, I believe somebody sense. on the podcast uh, on the podcast group um, said that, and I, I went back and looked at it. And I'm like, yeah, I Holy think it's shit. can't can't not can't not yeah. be a, a little it's echo. Probably one hundred percent sure true. Yeah, um, but anyway, uh, it, it definitely conjures up. It's like you're saying some of the things you were saying, Jordan. It's uh, bright and shiny, but it's 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 like horrifying at the same time. Um, I, I sort of think about. You know, the the day everything became nothing happens at night. This happens in the middle of the afternoon on yeah. a weekend. On a and suburban, in a, in a nice suburban street. Yeah. Nice in, a, in a suburb. Yeah. In a suburb. And yeah. maybe it's Rob or maybe it's somebody is saying all these lines. He's got fucking one slipper on in his bathrobe and he's just wandering around <laughs> and all this like horrible shits going on. And he doesn't care. He's just smiling, talking about, you know, just narrating what the, what his day's like and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. Bright and shiny day. Um, I love the repetitive bass and drums. Um, so many like kind of happy little things. Like he's playing, uh, John's playing way up on the bell um, in the ding, ding, ding. Um, in, I guess in the first third of the song somewhere. Um, but yeah, bold plan drawn up by assholes to screw oh morons. News that at 11. It's like, shit. yeah, that line is the, shit. the absolute Classic. banal, the absolute expected. Um, yeah. Uh, Hello. 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 Yeah. Oh, God. I think that's probably, probably John. Um, the <laughs> fill after you dumb fuck is my favorite. I will actually re- rewind that one little bit just to hear that fill over and oh, over again. See, that's cool. So that's cool. Um, the middle dancey part, I fucking love it. Um, the female vocals, I looked it up. Uh, it's somebody named uh, Lisa Burris. And uh, she's also on the Jello album somewhere, apparently. Um, I, I looked. Did she do the end of all things part two? The, the no, that's not her. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, I no. thought it would be, but it's all right. And then she did uh, some some vocals, or maybe she was in the band. It was hard to tell. Uh, a band called the Beat Farmers, who used to play Victoria. Oh, all the time. I remember that band. Yeah, hmm. the Beat Farmers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, cool. you know, black and blue, black and blue and red, blue, black and blue and red, I and mean, just uh, the 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 everyday banality of being um, horribly abused. Um, an interesting choice towards the end to me. Uh, and I, I actually went and listened to, uh, I'm kind of a complicated thing to listen to a CD at my house these days. Um, because, you know, mostly I'm listening to MP3s probably on my phone and shit. Um, all the vinyl people are like, Oh, you don't know. What you're. Um, <laughs> but, um, it's consistent through all of it. So I think it has to be a, a choice. There's, um, they pin the fucking levels, Yes. Um, stop picking at it in the hands of small children and the scream like it's fuzzing out like they, 100%. They, they didn't they didn't put normalize on there at all nope um the the sound quality is distorted on purpose I love that. and it's it I sounds love that. so good yeah it sounds because it sounds a, so fucking wrong exactly and it's at just the right <laughs> moments right or just the yeah. wrong moments as you said but they're perfectly placed yep mm-hmm. yep and um I was well known uh, when I was doing my show at the the radio station um, for being a big No Means No fan, and there was this uh, there was this guy who um, 
I never really kind of let him get under my skin too much, but I think he tried to bully me a little bit. He didn't like me. And he was making fun of me and he was making fun of zero plus two equal one. And the, the dancey part in the fucking no means no song. I'm like, that part is amazing. Your favorite band is the va- the fastbacks or something. And nothing against the fastbacks, but fuck you. <laughs> you. You don't get to judge me for that. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, Take yeah, that that's about it. And then like, I love uh, the fact that um, Jordan's talked before how the second side, like the B side of uh, zero plus two equals one is, is really connected together. Um, I've always kind of thought that uh, every day you start to use is a little, a little different. It's uh, from the rest from what follows. Um, but you dumb fuck. And then it, oh. right into when putting it order, all in order right enough. It's such an amazing sequence still. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Anyway, that's a pretty great song. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but holy fuck, is it quotable? And and just one more bit about those lyrics that you brought up, Matthew, that I think is really interesting is that 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 part about not really understanding, like having a hard time figuring out when you really read it what the fuck they're trying to say. There are whole verses where I'm like, is the top part supposed to be connected to the bottom heart, or is that a different thing? Like when. The person saying, my mom phoned up the police today just to say hello, hello. And then it's, my girlfriend has been missing for three weeks. It's like, well, that could be the mom saying that one of her girlfriends has been missing for three weeks to the police. Or is that different? Is that a new line about, that's just no. a new thought, right? Like Exactly. And, and that's what yeah, I love about it. It's Rob like- going through his troubles. I just love it. It's yeah. fucking brilliant. Great. Fun I brilliant. think it's, um, you know, it's, it's apocalyptic great. and it's an insane person. Yeah. So yeah. how are you going to yeah. follow that thought process? Yeah, no, it's, yeah. I, and if any video, I mean, if any song calls out for someone to make a fucking weird ass video, this song oh. would make a hell of good oh, weird ass it, video. Oh, oh man, so stop motion or something. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or some sort of just Lynch needs to get a hold of this. All right. Oh, perfect. So let's move on to its contender, which is from the very end of the band's tenure. Jubilation off of, again, tour EP, the uh, title Jubilation, more or less, from 2010. So let's uh, get a little jubilicious and listen to a clip of Nothing left to hang on to in this wicked world before no until our podcast assignment i know i'm a half i'm a half-ass fan you have absolutely brought me up short heard what you've brought me up short 
What does yeah, that mean? It what? just means like. Oh, oh. I can't well, it. Anyway, go do ahead. You need Sorry. to CPR. Yeah, I've never heard this before. Our little podcast assignment. I really dig the music in this in the in in this song, and especially the verses. The major keyed chorus part doesn't do much for me yet. They are still laying it down. I listened to the recorded version of this and also a live version. And I got to say, I like the song a lot more watching them play it live. Mm. Rob gets stinky with the verses and smiles a bunch in the chorus. It's really cool to see. The live version has some fantastic faces and a great Rob kick. I forget I forget which live video, but you remember how he just used to kick his fucking yep. foot out? It's hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, he, he does a great rap kick during the cool and farty instrumental part. A really great ditty if you're feeling shitty. Nice. <laughs> All right, so I'm up. Um, I think this is a late period masterpiece. I think this is fucking, fucking fantastic. I love, 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 love this song. Um, this is Rob at his most explicitly Buddhist, frankly. This is a song all about non-attachment, about the liberation of not being attached to anything. And the way he goes through the verses, which it, frankly, it's a really tricky idea. It's one that's kind of easy to bounce off of if you're if you're approaching Buddhism or thinking about an esoteric thought in that way. But Rob really fucking goes for it. I mean, he starts off with what I believe to be a pretty straightforward 9-11 reference to towers falling and rubbles and dust. And mm. then just goes through a litany of things, both wonderful and horrible, and strips them all down, breaks them all down to the fucking ground, and then just has these joyous exaltations about the joy of being liberated, how how that's jubilation, how that's liberation. And you just feel Rob's joy in the discovery of letting go of all of that shit and how that is real fucking presence. That's peace, is letting go of everything, both the really fucking great and the really fucking bad. bad. And I love how he puts in that, like, all the members of my favorite band, they're all dead. Yeah, that's going to be no means no someday, right? Like, that's all of us. <gasps> the members of our that. the members of our favorite band are going to be fucking dead, but so is the Third Reich, everybody, right? Like, don't fucking worry. <laughs> it's, all, it's all fucking there. Um, I don't love the production on this song. I think the production is mm. a little bit weird compared to some of the other songs, although that wet, juicy fucking... It's not even a bass drum beat towards the end, but it's some sort of fucking drop where... The bass explodes towards the, the end of the last verse. I fucking love it. It's wet and juicy. And it just goes yeah. all over me. Um, this song, okay. this song makes me feel a little joyful reunion vibes to it in a sense, uh, both mm. in the, the mm -hmm. intensity of it and sort of the joy behind it. A little less angsty than it. This, this really to me is a a a a statement of where Rob was at. More, I mean, that's presumptuous to say what he was trying to say. Maybe towards the end of end of the band. There's a couple more songs on that EP that are like this, but this one in particular is just a joyous fucking exaltation. And one of the reasons I love it is it just being a fan of the band for so long, having followed them from as long as I could have from when I first discovered them and seeing Rob make this kind of statement is so joyous to me. It's so fucking great to hear him exclaim it so poetically, so perfectly and coming to a understanding of a form of peace through something real, not a fake, you know, pussy piece, but like a real piece through, through the type of acceptance that takes real fucking work and real self inquiry in a way that most people don't have the fucking stomach to look at. Most people don't have the stomach to go there. 
And if anybody could do it, Rob could. And he made music that that not only gets the words across, but gets the passion across. And, and Michelle, you talked about live. I, they play this live almost every time I saw them late period, once this came out, a few times I got to see it. And he was fucking joyful. <laughs> he was, there was jubilation in, no, he, in he, singing yeah, this. Great. And, and, great. and that was real shit coming out of him from this. So mm-hmm. I, I think this is a, this is definitely a late period masterpiece. I, I, I adore the song. I think it's great. And again, I could go line by line, the shit about, you know, the, the, you go from talking about, uh, uh, you know, nuclear rods glowing bright and hot and then talking about the third Reich and uh, he brings in all the mythology that he likes to bring in. It's just ah, so juicy. Rob's a fucking lyrical genius. And I love where he went. I love the journey he was on. I love seeing this as one of his final statements. Anyway, mm. Matthew, you're up. Wow. Yeah. Um, not, super familiar with it either i mean i had it but uh, didn't listen to it all that much but yeah wonderful song um uh, kind of a a little more straightforward in terms of structure and everything like that Uh, a little more it's very rock and roll um song but uh, yeah song of the joy of nothingness um it's actually kind of reminds me of forget your life thematically in some Mm. ways Mm. um yeah everything good and everything bad goes away and if it doesn't you do (laughs) so it doesn't matter um yeah, but it's a happy song, um, and I love how uh, whenever they say they're all dead, uh, and they say that I think three or four times in the song, they all shout it together. It's so yeah. great. <laughs> they're all dead. Yes. Um, yeah, the breakdown, uh, like uh, Michelle was saying, is um, a, a little surprising, but it sort of makes sense. It's um, it's Tomish. I actually kind of like it as uh, maybe Tom asserting himself in the in the band a little bit more. Mm, yeah, little nice. bit, almost even like southern southern rock. <laughs> kind of almost and um it's a great tom simple tom solo um it's pretty great and then tom's background vocals at the end where they're saying that's jubilation over and over again where he's actually seeing um yeah real background singing singing mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and it's so nice to hear it because uh, i can sort of picture tom's you know strained neck veins and everything like that <laughs> just really just shouting that one out um interestingly uh land of the living the bass uh bass drum uh, pattern reminded me a lot of body bag and in this song the bass line reminds me of body bag we're not we're not there yet and i'm not going to give it away but there's another song off of another album that is the uh, the the uh the body bag li- yeah it's so off that like part no, let's not talk about it yet i don't want to spoil it but they totally reuse that riff a bunch of times and it's once explicitly it seems to me but anyway let's keep going We'll yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. it after well, the episode. That good. Of the show. That's why. It's that but the song, yeah, I, I like the song, but it um again, as a you know, the metaphor I've used before on a couple of the songs, it feels like it needs to tighten its laces a little bit. It's oh. uh, maybe the production is uh, feels a little unfinished. Um, but uh, I still like it a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll maybe talk we'll see if we have anything more to say about it when we do our votes. But Michelle, I'm gonna let you weigh in uh, on what what your vote goes in this pair up. Uh I'm voting every day I start to ooze, but I feel like a little bit of a failure for not knowing more about jubilation and hearing your thoughts about it. But it's where you're at. For, it's I yeah, but it's kind of lame, isn't it? No, no, man. We're all where we're at. There's no lameness. You got to vote right. from where you're at. I, I don't know. I didn't. I don't know. I like how you said it's kind of like where Rob was at. Well, now you, you know listen I love to, my Rob, but you you have something I don't, which is you have an opportunity to re-listen to this song again, having not digested oh, oh. it a million times, 
and I've already heard it a million times. So you've, you're you're ahead of me. All I right. love that feeling yep. of a, of a yep. new No Means No song. So you envy me. I see what you're saying. I, do. I see what I you're do. saying. But yes, I'm going to vote every day I start to ooze. Hmm. How about you, Jordan? Yep, I'm uh, I'm on the same track. Every day I start to ooze. This is a hard hard one for Whoa. me because I really love Jubilation. I think it's a great I fucking didn't song. I think you were going to do that. Yeah, this is not easy for me, but Every Day I Start to Ooze is absolutely one of their classics, hands down, full stop. I can't, I couldn't. Mm. This is this is an unfortunate pairing. I don't like that Jubilation came up against. Yeah, it. exactly. It makes me mad because I think Jubilation could have won a bunch of against a bunch of other songs, but not against this one, unfortunately. Uh, but mm. I love it. I think it's a great song. I, I do not cast it aside lightly. I do not cast my vote lightly. But ooze is just, I don't know. It's just fucking classic. What are you gonna do, Matthew? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's always been one of my favorites. Um, off this album, the lyrics are just so funny, and it it just encapsulates so much about No Means No. The uh, incredible chops, but and the contrast and everything like that. But also like the it's super crazy, dark, scary, but also f- really funny. Um, and uh, that's such an important thing to me about no means no is that sense of humor um even when they're dealing with like really really dark shit so it's got to go to um ooze for me nice Whoa. we're unanimous we're unanimous on we both did unanimous again. we did unanimousness for the whole unanimity yeah yeah, yep. yeah again right. the, this was this was a uh, difficult difficult pairings i mean yeah. really really good songs but uh, real fucking bruisers um yep. it, uh, really hard to defeat so apologies to anyone who feels our choices were wrong. They probably were, but they probably weren't. There's no right or wrong here, right? There's wrong with a capital W, but you know, there's no. It's all they're all fucking great songs. And but it's our podcast, so fuck off. So fuck off. <laughs> oh, come on. So come we, on. we, no, come on. We're gonna give you a little. We're gonna give you a little palate cleanser. We've got another Andy's corrections, <laughs> and uh, this time I get the pleasure of reading it. So I'm gonna go ahead and kick it in. So pretend I'm doing this as the Sultan of Shriek. No, that was the, sorry, that was the Sheik Oh, the of Shriek. shriek of, uh, the, Seek, the... Seek of Shriek. Shriek. The I can't Seek say of it. Shriek. I can't say it. I lost my own fucking joke. I'm gonna, I love that. I am editing that out of the podcast. All right, here no, we go. No, no. Here's Andy. The Seek of Shriek. Humans. Yes, it's a John song. Likely written and rehearsed in 1991. I don't think it was ever played live while I was still in the band. Rob's middle vocal bit was written and added after I had left. But when I joined in for a few numbers with No Means No in Amsterdam in 2004, I played along on this song. Oh, man. Which, side side note, fucking, fucking shit. I, yeah, if yeah. I could have been there yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, back, back to it. Forget Your Life. Rob considered this a breakthrough song for him in terms of songwriting. And yes, Matthew, you are correct in suggesting that the song actually has a positive message. Rob used it to explain, used to explain it much like you did that there's a sort of freedom to be found in shedding your precious concepts of yourself and how you believe your life is. Forget it. Be no thing. On the two-piece four-track version, by far the best version in my opinion, that was Andy, not me, you can hear John's Roland Strings keyboard, maybe in RS-202, and Rob playing his Black Strat through a Boss DS-1 distortion pedal in combination with the mighty Roland Chorus Echo Unit. Not so. Not so much to say about the second recording of Forget Your Life. We were happy enough with how it turned out and that we got it out to a bigger public. The 7-inch was long out of print. But I don't think any of us were under the illusion that it was better than the original. And though you probably already knew this already, there is no bass guitar in the song on either version, thus belonging to the list of twin guitar no-means-no songs, including Revenge, Joyful Reunion, He Learned How to Bleed, etc. Tired of Waiting. 
Lyrically oh. speaking, yes, we get a little bit of a howl there. Lyrically oh, speaking, yeah. this is kind of a first cousin to stock taking in some ways. In tired of waiting, you have biding time, wasting time dilemma, while in stock taking, you have being sick and tired versus being happy enough. As well, they are both assessments on the state of failing relationships. John is really the star in this one. I don't think I realized when I was in the band just how remarkable he was. The guitar solo was meant to be a very happy melodic line, but sounded like it was played by someone who wasn't altogether right in the head. I had Fred Firth's solo from the Residence Moisture on their commercial album as a kind of template, though in the end, didn't sound like much. Didn't sound much like that at all. Well, Andy, thank you again. As always, holy shit! I mean, it's fucking crazy to get all that yeah. info. Yeah. Uh, um, I one of my favorite parts of doing this is the fact that we get this inside baseball. Um, and another song, Humans, had no idea it was an earlier. I mean, it makes sense. A lot of the songs mm-hmm. on the album seem to be, but that's that's fucking great. So thank you, everybody. Um, you guys got any last will and testaments before we kill it? No, just thanks for listening, everybody. Um, As always. Yeah. Great. I want to well, say something that when we listened to, I forgot his name, the the nice guy from England who... who Dan McKee. Uh, yes. Dan McKee, yeah, yes. How, how he highlighted the fact that this this band is very humble yeah. to me. And, and yep. they have always mm. seemed so. And I really like that about them. Yep. And it was always a concern for me when, when I really started to really fall in love with them. Like, I, I, if I ever meet them, I, I, I hope they're cool. And it's, it's just so amazing to hear that they are cool and that anybody who's ever dealt with them in any kind of way, be it the, the promoters, the, the venues, the, anything, the, the bands that play along with them, they're cool, nice, humble guys. It's Hell beautiful. Yeah. And Hell there's yeah. so much in their music about it that's yeah. how they, they, they figure that people should be. So they really mm-hmm. practice what they preach. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Walk mm-hmm. the walk. Yep. Well, you made it to another. This one's actually going to be a pretty epically long episode. So thank you, everybody, for making it through. And um, just want to leave you with his miracles abound, but they are drowned in the sound of tapping fingers.